Greetings. This is Rob Hames. This is 15 Minutes with Jesus. Today's program is a warning to the people of God in America and the world. This morning, God has given me a message. It's a warning. I must warn you, if you will not listen to this warning, your blood will not be on my hands. And this is not me. Understand, this is not me. I had no idea what I was going to talk about. The Lord has brought this forth this morning, and it's a warning to the people of God. Let's turn to Joel chapter 1, verse 13. Gird yourselves and lament, you priests. Howl, you ministers of the altar. Come, lie all night in sackcloth, you ministers of my God. For the meat offering and the drink offering is withholden from the house of your God. Sanctify you a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God. And cry unto the Lord. Alas, for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. This message is called the Day of the Lord. Joel chapter 2, verse 1. Blow you the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. Understand, people, the judgment of the Lord God is upon us. A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains a great people and a strong. There hath not been ever the like, neither shall there be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. A fire devoureth before them, and behind them a flame burneth. The land is as the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yea, and nothing shall escape them. This goes on to talk about God's great army and the destruction that comes with them. Verse 10, the earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for he is strong that executeth his word, for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who shall abide it? Verse 12, therefore also now saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious, and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Who knoweth if he will return, and repent, and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering, and a drink offering unto the Lord your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, Sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breast, let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, where is their God? Verse 18 says, Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and you shall be satisfied therewith. And I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. But I will remove far off from you the northern army and will drive him into a land barren and desolate. We move on down 
to verse 23. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month, and the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the cankerworm, and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And you shall eat in plenty, and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, that hath dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. These verses that I just read talk about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God upon his people. But it will not happen unless verses 15 through 17 are fulfilled. That we blow the trumpet in Zion, that we sanctify a fast, that we call a solemn assembly, that the priests, the Lord's ministers, weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach. There will be no revival without real repentance. Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. Let's go to Jonah chapter 3, verse 1. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For the word of the Lord came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, and cry mightily unto God. It says, Cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. During this pandemic, many people have been quoting from Second Chronicles 7.14, Let's turn there. Verse 14, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. How many of us have truly repented? Is there a real mourning in the land as described in the book of Jonah in the city of Nineveh? Are the people of God truly turning away from their wicked ways? Or are we just happy to continue in them as long as we have food and drink? We cry out for revival, but there will be no revival without repentance. I'd like to share some personal testimony. My wife and I, at the beginning of this coronavirus pandemic, went into the hospital. While we were there, we were both praying. I was praying quite a bit, and I got a tongue and interpretation from the Lord 
the Lord told me that he had sent this pandemic into the world, and he was watching his people to see if they would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and seek his face. He told me that while I was in the hospital at the beginning of this pandemic. Many people that quote verse 14 of Second Chronicles 7 leave out verse 13. But I just want to read both verses again. If I shut up heaven, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, that's what this is, a pestilence, a plague. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So there must be true repentance, as is shown in the book of Jonah, when the city of Nineveh, from the king unto the poorest person, even the animals, repented in fasting, in sackcloth, crying out to God. There must be real repentance if anyone is to escape the judgment of God which is coming upon the land. Jeremiah 5, verse 21 Hear now this, O foolish people, and without understanding, which have eyes, and see not, which have ears, and hear not. Fear you not me, saith the Lord? Will you not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree, that it cannot pass it? And though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet can they not prevail? Though they roar, yet they cannot pass over it. But this people hath a revolting and a rebellious heart. They are revolted and gone. Neither say they in their heart, Let us now fear the Lord our God. That's what we need to do, people. Now, right now, judgment is coming upon us. We need to fear the Lord. If we will fear the Lord, we will be spared. But if we won't, we won't be spared. Let us now fear the Lord our God, that giveth rain, both the former and the latter. There it is, the former and the latter rain. If we will repent, people of God, and turn back to God and really seek him with all our heart, then we will experience the former and the latter rain in his season. He reserveth unto us the appointed weeks of the harvest. We will experience that great harvest. But if we will not repent, we will not experience it. Your iniquities have turned away these things. Your sins have withholden good from you. For among my people are found wicked men, they lay wait as he that set a snares. They set a trap. They catch men. This is all over the world right now. As a cage is full of birds, so are their houses full of deceit, especially in America. Therefore they are become great and waxen rich. They are waxen fat. They shine. Yea, they overpass the deeds of the wicked. They judge not the cause, the cause of the fatherless. Yet they prosper. And the right of the needy do they not judge. Shall I not visit for these things, saith the Lord? Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? A wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests bear rule by their means. And my people love to have it so. And what will you do in the end thereof? Why, people, do you love these false prophets? Do you love their lies? They lie to you. They're deceiving you. What will you do in the end thereof? Isaiah 5, verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, 
that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Therefore as the fire devoureth the stubble and the flame consumeth the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness and their blossom shall go up as dust, because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people, and he will stretch forth his hand against them and hath smitten them. And the hills did tremble, and their carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Many Christians are being lulled to sleep by false prophets promising everyone that Jesus will soon be coming to take us all away before the Antichrist should ever show up. And we will never experience the great tribulation, that we are all under some radical form of grace, that no matter how we walk, all is taken care of, all is already forgiven. There is nothing before us but a beautiful future. When the Apostle Peter said that the righteous shall scarcely be saved, Where is our faith? Where is our righteousness? Be warned, people. These false doctrines will not sustain you when the judgment comes upon us. And it is coming. God is going to render to every man and woman according to our works. Romans 2, verse 4, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? But after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also of the Gentile, but glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Second Peter chapter 3. You therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before, beware lest you also, being led away with the error of the wicked, Fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen.